Hey everybody, it's me, Nathan. I'm having a baby. Oh, actually, let me correct that. My wife is having a baby. It's my wife. It's her. It's her body. She's the one that had to have the baby. Anyway, there's a baby being had by someone whom I am very close with. And for that reason, it's been a little bit harder for us to record episodes. Or I just wanted to have some things banked. So I don't actually know where I am in the baby having process that another person, my wife, is undergoing. And I'm not undergoing because I'm not capable of carrying a child, but my wife is. And much respect and hats off to her. I don't know what point in the process we, or more properly she, is at as you listen to this maybe the baby has not come yet but in any case the point is we needed to bank some stuff and so you're hearing kind of a casual episode today a discussion between me and mr benjamin Solzer that was originally intended for behind the paywall at the patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity these are the kinds of discussions we have in a segment called sanity bites they're a little bit freer flowing a little less structure, not always a devil's advocate segment. But I think there's some really good stuff here, and we're discussing the topic of gay Captain America. Anyway, I wanted to give you some content this week, but on the other hand, there's that baby that I frankly have nothing to do with, except for that I'm married to the woman who is 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 undergoing the the rigors of having this baby and that's why we love her and by we i mean me okay let's listen to the gay captain america thing hey everybody welcome to sanity bites so i caught ben mid chew of some almonds i think oh jelly beans so he very kindly moved the microphone away and he continues to chew. I think he hit a large mouthful of jelly beans. He's still chewing. Now he's laughing and chewing, which probably isn't helping. If you get to hear Ben choking on jelly beans, then I'm sorry. But at least we got to capture the iconic moment where the jelly beans finally did him in. Kind of like Grizzly Man, the Werner Herzog documentary. <laughs> Except for with instead of bears, jelly beans. I'm b- I'm back, folks. <laughs> there he is. The jelly beans did not, in fact, do me in. I'm so glad. Ben, today I want to talk about the fact that, on Sanity Bites, that Marvel Con- Comics is introducing a gay Captain America for June 2021. Marvel Comics, this is from an article on bleedingcool.com. Uh Uh, Marvel Comics will celebrate the 80th anniversary of Captain America with a brand new limited series this June titled The Untitled, or no, sorry, The Untitled, The United States of Captain America. And this will see Steve Rogers teaming up with Captain Americas of the past, Bucky Barnes, Sam Wilson, John Walker on road trip across America to find his stolen shield. Throughout the group's journey, they'll discover everyday people from all walks of life who've taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities, beginning with Marvel's newest hero, Aaron Fisher. Well, I just want to interject right now to say <clears throat> comics have gotten dour. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Captain America sounds good to yeah. me. 
I think I think lightening up things like that is important. Yeah, if know? he just uh, if, if he's just a celebratory happy America, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think that's great. Yeah, really, America should make us all feel gay in that sense. So mm-hmm. let me read on. Aaron Fisher is described as the Captain America of the railways, a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. Is there some reason we can't say homeless anymore? Is it politically incorrect I, to say unhoused? I wasn't aware, but it's it's always good to know, be yeah. updated. Yeah, right. And that and that Marvel Comics is proud to honor Pride Month with the rise of this new LGBTQ plus hero. Oh, that explains why he's so happy. He's LGBTQ. Yeah. He, he's also protecting the unhoused. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy. Yeah, no. Wait a minute. No, I hold on. No, no, no. I Actually, think about that, those sentences. If you were living a life of utter depravity and... Amid the unhoused. Among, amid the unhoused. <laughs> and you were some mm-hmm. railway hobo or something like that. Huh. I, I think you'd be quite sad, actually. Hmm. Yep. You know what? You've convinced me. All right. Well, I'm glad we had this 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 scintillating discussion. Boy. So, yeah, folks. Captain America is gay, gay as a true hilo. One of the writers, I think, explained... Aaron is inspired by heroes of the queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life. He stands for the oppressed and the forgotten. I hope his debut story resonates with readers and helps inspire the next generation of heroes. Okay. Well, the reason we're not doing a real episode about this is because I'm not sure that there's anything much to say beyond the fact that it's disgusting and sad. Yep. But yeah, this whole, this whole narrative of the oppressed being I don't know. The whole idea that the LGBTQ community is for the homeless. Mm-hmm. I, ah, ah, what am I supposed to say to that? Well, one thing about it is that it's romanticizing something that actually is real and comes out of the depravity among that community, which is that a lot of these people do end up homeless or in bad situations. And it's not just because society won't accept them and their mother and daddy cast them out of the house. It's because they're angry and they're sinful and they and one debauchery leads to other kinds of debauchery one and kind of debauch- a physical effect uh, and an effect on your ability to keep a job and right it's something that i've often observed and i'm sure a lot of people have about older homosexuals you meet someone who's given themselves to that lifestyle for decades and you can almost always tell in that they wear it on their bodies they are wrinkled they are haggard they are Oftentimes, they have smokers' coughs and things like that. I'm generalizing here. It's not always true. But there's a physical deformity that actually follows the the spiritual Mm. deformity. Over years, you Mm -hmm. you look more like what you actually are. The easiest to see was something like meth after a very short period of time, but not not limited to that. What you're saying is decades of uh, a debauched lifestyle can lead to subtle physical changes that... Finally, you can really notice them. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Meredith looked at a house while we were house hunting in uh, Evansville when we moved here to town. And the guy happened to be home and he was quite obviously a homosexual gentleman, probably in his late 50s, early 60s. And it was just a sad spectacle of a man. He talked like this and he was was angry because we'd showed up at the wrong time. And he had this little poodle or something that he was chasing around the house and there were other creepier details that i won't even bother going into here but point is there is homelessness houselessness as they say that that attends this debauchery and for them to make that into some 
noble hobo hero 1930s kind of (laughs) narrative. He's writing, I don't know exactly what it is, but the way they describe it, it sounds like he's writing the railway, protecting the disenfranchised. It's kind of almost Horatio Alger feeling to it sort of thing. Pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Relatively sophisticated, though, in the way that it's taking taking actual things that that attend the gay community and trying to paper over those. I don't know. I don't know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting that Captain America would be the one, or I don't know if it's particularly disgusting, but it's interesting to me that Captain America is the hero that a lot of people have been pushing for him to have a relationship with Bucky Barnes based on what happened in the movies and stuff. People really latch on to wanting Captain America to be gay in a way that they don't with, say, Batman. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's interesting that the desire would be to corrupt and or own with your corruption yeah the most cliched morally upstanding figure as opposed to batman's already feels slimy and transgressive just in what he does and so and so they haven't they've gone after everybody but they don't go after him in the same yeah he's already the lord of the sewers of gotham or something right so it's not much of a victory right if batman is gay yeah but it is somehow yeah, if you if you take something that's somehow or other Captain America is a symbol of American decency, even if the movies are cynical and want to take it back, they also still want to give you, on the one hand, what they take away with the other and right. say, yes, actually he is, and we like America even though we hate it. So if you can bring that symbol down to the level of your perversity, eh, that's something. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, it's a big ask, but it's effectively... It's good propaganda to to actually say it's not just that there's a new breed of transgressive who's homosexual. It's that the greatest generation, it's that old time virtue actually always had homosexuality as one of its hmm. components. I saw, I've seen think pieces about where did trans bigotry come from? Within the last couple of years, trans bigotry has emerged. <laughs> and these articles all are trying to brainwash us into thinking into this weird historical narrative where actually we all always liked or were inclined to like trans genderism, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, but but now the bigots have gotten control of things. Like it almost they, they wouldn't say this. If, if you point blank ask them, did your grandma would your grandma have support? I don't think they'd be able to say this, but they wanna just with make you unthinkingly accept the narrative that hmm. well well actually your grandma would have been fine with it it's you that have been brainwashed hmm. by the trump right wing mob to yeah to hate this stuff which is as i'm saying that it doesn't even make any sense it, it's there's not a cogent argument there but in a very 1984 way they want to just give you the feeling that history is on their side. That's right. Well, really what it is, is reclaiming <laughs> reclaiming the narrative away from the kingdom of God right. and back towards the kingdom of paganism, right. kingdom of Satan, basically, and saying, actually, that's the true narrative, that's real humanity, is being open to every perversity, normalizing it, and if you reject that, you're the one who's inhuman, right? not us. Right. We're the ones who have been the good guys. And we've always sacrificed our little babies, and we've always loved perversity, and questioning that is gross. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fact is, the real Captain Americas, the greatest generation, they went to fight against a militaristic, vile German culture that had emerged out of exactly the kind of, if you ever read Berlin stories by Christopher Isherwood, the famous musical cabaret was based on it. Hmm. Or if you've seen anything or read anything about the the culture, the debauched hmm. culture of the elites of Germany before Hitler came to power, it was just what we're living with right now. It was that, you know. There's there's a book I wonder if you've heard of that I haven't read, but I know a little bit about it. You can understand what it is from the title, came out a long time ago, called Pink Swastika. About? About, about yeah, how gay the Nazis were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. And you and then you you remember all of their their version of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I'll get this wrong, but I think they had a version of Valhalla. They had old pagan myths that they revived. Right. And that stuff goes along with mm, active homosexuality, right. sodomy. Anyway, <laughs> some some more parallels for you. Yeah. I suppose people are going to say, but they all, but they sent the homosexuals to camps and stuff like that, which is true. The Nazis were in their way, in their d- terrible way, they were pro-family and pro a certain traditional sex role and anti-gay right. and anti all this sort of thing. But the important, but the point not to miss is that the vile excesses of nazi culture arose directly out of the vile excesses of a very what we what we would think of le- as less left-wing hmm. decadent gay yeah. bisexual culture and a lot of that stuff still went on within the nazi ranks it just right adapted yep and so uh, when your great great grandfather stormed d-day at or storm D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> he stormed it. When he took D-Day from those Nazi scum. <laughs> Normandy. <laughs> yeah, when he stormed Normandy. He, he was fighting perversity and fighting sexual perversity. Now, you know, is it true that the, the Allied powers had a huge condom budget? Is it true that people like to have sex back then? Is it true that it's a little bit more complicated than a John Wayne movie would like to portray it yeah of course it is people are people but let's not pretend like this the actual steve rogers is of the 20th century would have had any patience for the homosexual agenda they just would not have had it which is such an obvious thing to have to say but yeah sometimes i feel like these in a, in a very orwellian sense the society says you remember in 1984 one day they're fighting what are the different three different powers there's the asian power and the european power and the american power i think in the world of 1984 mm-hmm. and they're always switching between right 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 which nation yes. is is they're demonizing and yeah. having their week of hate and yesterday we were fighting eurasia but today we're fighting whatever the other one is when, when you when you lie that big one of the reasons you get away with it is because people feel so stupid calling you out on it what are you supposed to say besides Yesterday we were all mad at those people, and now they're you just sound like an idiot. So I sound like an idiot saying <laughs> the people that stormed Normandy weren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is weird how much how much of this stuff is just asserting lies and daring you to say no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I was thinking about that in connection to the all the all the arguments that are going on about trans sports right now. Oh, those <sighs> they just assert. Uh, obviously, science says we should let trans girls. I saw an article that actually had the sentence: "Science says we should let trans girls play sports with other girls, with biological girls." And it was just very weird. That's really weird. You know, the other weird, this has nothing to do with anything really, but the other weird thing that I noticed about that is all the rhetoric is about trans girls. You don't read a lot about, oh no, are we going to let trans, are trans boys going to be able to compete on with biological boys? You, you hear about of course, trans girls, which is just fascinating to me because they're actually playing to what they would consider to be sexist tropes. They're saying, that's right. Let's not victimize the girls. Let's not the poor put upon girls, which That's sounds better than, which is more effective propaganda than the poor put upon boys, which is so confusing because actually the boys are the girl. But right, right, right. in a headline as propaganda, it sounds better to say we need to protect the rights of right. the girls. That's right. And it also reflects the reality that those trans boys are no threat to the real boys, <laughs> actually. Yeah. It so just doesn't who, matter. Like, who cares, who cares if they yeah. play or not? But it, it doesn't matter. Right. They might get really badly hurt. Mm -hmm. And actually, they will, come to think of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's dangerous, but we're not actually concerned about their lives mm -hmm. or their bodies as it happens. Right. Who cares if they get hurt? If they get hurt, it's a useful opportunity to demonize actual males right. for being men and playing too rough. But until then, it's not as though we care about this and we want to make space for them. No, this is just about normalizing perversity. It's not out of actual concern and care for trans girls. Yeah, actually, the, the rhetoric is so silent on that point. I, I had never really considered all the ramifications of a uh -uh. of a young woman forcing her way onto yeah. a boys sports team and then being the <sighs> one young woman in a locker room full of boys and stuff like that. That's, oh, man. That's a recipe for disaster, maybe even more than having the one boy sneak onto the girls' team. Yeah, that's, man, that is really dark. Now that you're talking about that, I'm like, wait a minute. So, did you ever read back in the day? This was a popular book when I was in elementary school. It probably won a Newbery Medal or something. Mm -hmm. But there's a girl in my hammerlock. Sound familiar? That's the title of the book? It's the title of the book. It's uh, about a girl on maybe a middle school or high school, in a, in a middle school or high school girl who wants to be on the boys' wrestling team. So she shows up and the coach lets her get destroyed and doesn't encourage her. Mm -hmm. Then she shows up the next day and he's like, when you showed up today, you shared your place. I was just seeing if you would show up and <laughs> all this stuff. And then the book is about how she does the best she can and still loses, but she wrestled with the boys. Mm -hmm. So that was transgressive and gross and I didn't understand how to think of it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it, but it was interesting in a way. So you just think of that stuff having gone on since I was a little boy. What was that, like 60 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm old, <laughs> <Right>. folks. <laughs> so let's see, I would have been, I don't know, 11 or something. Or That's I, not a day over 58, oh. folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Old Grampy Ben, we call him. <laughs> well, whatever. That was that was at least 16 years ago. I bet the book came out at least 20 years ago mm -hmm. that I have in mind. We could look it up. And you think about that stuff being laid into the culture, being planted into the culture for years and years to soften us up in certain ways. And I don't, that might have been at a Christian elementary school. No, it was at a public school. But 
It was a very conservative area of the country. Mm-hmm. Jerry Spinelli, I remember that name. Jerry Spinelli wrote a lot of stuff. Yeah, Jerry Spinelli. Oh, yeah, he wrote Maniac McGee, which I seem to remember ruled. But Did it? I never. That was one I never read, and I don't know why I didn't read it. I don't even remember what the premise is, but I think I've read it, and I think it was cool. It was one of those books that hmm. boys liked a lot. Yeah. I think Maniac McGee, can he run really fast, maybe? He could run really fast, yeah. Yeah. Does he get special... Wishing shoes? Is it one of those kinds of stories? I don't maybe? know. This guy was on the realism side of, if he did something fa- like that, it would be magical realism and not fantasy. He was more like. Yeah, I bet. I think, I think Maniac McGee might have been one of Jake's favorite books. So I bet he can speak to that if he was here. I ought to, I ought to read it. I'd like to. Exploring themes of racism and inequality, it follows the story of an orphan boy who, and somehow he can do magic realism feats of oh, okay. athleticism or something yeah cool huh. i barely remember it but okay yeah so so the larger point of that though is there's a girl in my hammerlock is came from 91 which means now exactly 30 years ago 30 years yeah yeah so mm-hmm. did yeah I, did i say at least 20 years you said at least I, 20 but, but, that, I, but that would only take us back 30. to 2000 yeah yeah i meant at least 30 so yeah when we say 20 years what we really mean is the early 90s <laughs> but that's not we just our brains haven't adjusted yeah. to the fact that that's really not true anymore oh, <laughs> oh man but yes i think I, I think i assumed i knew what you meant so yeah well what's interesting about that is that the way that you described the book at least rocky story where she can't actually defeat apollo but That's at least right. she tried adrian yeah and now that now if they did the book it would just be like oh yeah of course she can she could actually just do it i, I think that they would i think I, you're right which is so ridiculous yeah yeah and it definitely yeah anyway so this stuff has been seated mm-hmm. already well i'm actually to the point where when we get the obligatory scene in the movie where the little girl beats up a bunch of thugs and an they're like hey baby in an alleyway and then she uh-huh. reveals that actually she's been trained in martial arts and she's throwing them around and everything whether it's black widow or, or whatever else mm-hmm. it really takes me out of the movie at this point mm. I, I just i'm old enough and i'm detached enough from movies maybe or whatever i'm just maybe i just hate it enough these days that i'm just like well i was enjoying this movie but this part at least i'm not because because it just look it is not because you could say there's a moral sense kicking in, but it's more fundamental than that. I'm seeing something that looks unrealistic. It's like seeing bad CGI or something like that. How is this working? Why is why is she able to throw these people around? It does not. One of them could just fall on her and it would break her spine. It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> but it took me being into my 30s to for that reality to kick in. It occurred to me I've been watching these movies for decades and yeah, I kind of know they're dumb. But I never just think about how, or I never used to just think about how fundamentally just unrealistic they were because I was so used to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, a girl can kind of do kung fu. And if we could imagine the the most trained girl against the least trained thug, obviously, she'd be able to do it, I guess, yeah. even though that's not any girl that I know. Right. But <laughs> but nowadays- How many women are there? Yeah, you put Gina Carano right. up against- me right we all know girl we all know there are females in the world that could take both of us with one arm tied behind their back probably not many of them but yeah but i know zero i dare say i don't know a woman that i couldn't (laughs) defeat in physical combat (laughs) 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 and i'm not the most in shape guy but (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man you know yeah 
It's weird that that sounds like a transgressive statement or something it like does. that. It sounds like you're just being a jerk or macho or something. <laughs> no, I'm not. But you're I, not. I, I, I don't think that I'm anything special. I just think I'm a guy with testosterone and shoulders <sighs> and some body weight to me. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if I threatened the children of any of the wives in our church, they'd, they could grab a knife and stab me or something. Let's give them some credit. But uh, Oh, yeah. Credit where credit is due. Credit is where credit or, or due. There's some woman out there that in defense of something she truly loved could. Here's just because this is such a random string. It's not random now. It's a, an interesting nar- string of things that forms its own narrative, folks, right. in the Sanity Bites. But I'm just going to tag on something truly random, which is the most, one of the most plausible things I've, I've ever seen in a movie where a woman beats up an armed, trained assailant is, uh, have you seen Red Eye? Red Eye is kind of a silly thriller. Oh, is that like uh, the Wes uh, Craven uh, airplane? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. Well, at at the end, Rachel McAdams is freaked out and scared and she's in her bedroom with a golf club and Cillian Murphy is a trained assassin with a knife and he's Mm. coming at her. Spoiler alert, folks. He's actually the bad guy. Anyway, if you didn't know that, then well. You didn't uh, see the cover of the DVD. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And, uh, and he's coming after her, and she's just terrified and flailing. And the mm. movie makes you believe she's not an awesome beat em up girl, but she is desperate enough mm-hmm. to, to knock him down and get away for a second. Right. And then <laughs> her dad wakes up from being knocked unconscious and shoots him with a shotgun. Nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Well, I, I love that. I don't necessarily love slasher movies or anything where women are in peril. That's what that is. But I'm not saying I love every scene where a woman is intimidated by a a, a strong assailant, but I think that we've lost. This is just another random thought based on what you said in our string of random thoughts that make a coherent, whatever. Yeah. But I think we've lost some real narrative tension in, in movies these days because you don't have that. It was always interesting in an old movie. She's fundamentally weaker of body and so now she's got a suspenseful problem that she has to solve where she either has to outwit this person or she has to buy time or she has to run or she has to find a way to turn the tables with a weapon or physically or. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a really interesting fundamental Hitchcockian narrative problem. Yeah. Yeah. To write for a character. Mm-hmm. And when we have to accept that actually they have equal fighting skills or it's not that different, then it just really saps a lot of suspense can we talk about something maybe we should not talk about or we should save for another thing here sure. we go <laughs> <laughs> please hey i i'll just mention how sexualized it is when you see gina carano or the new mission impossible girl yes she beats up the bad guys mm-hmm. it looks like yeah sex yeah and it, it's perverse and that's because Anyway, I don't know that I want to say anything more than that. <laughs> no, but it's one of those things that's so fundamentally perverse. Just think about what you're watching. Think about the... We don't have to say more than that. No. Think about what you're watching, though. And then think about how much you see that thing and how easily you accept it and how desensitized you probably are to it. Because even watching something like The Mandalorian, which is ostensibly for sure. children or for preteens or mm-hmm. for young teenagers, think anything of it. You don't think that what you're watching is immodest. A Christian of good conscience would not necessarily say that Mission Impossible 6 violates their conscience in any way sexually. Maybe somebody wears a a low-cut dress or something and they Mm -hmm. point to that if you ask them. But actually, you're being asked to participate in these highly sexual 
scenes. That's that's right. Part of it is because sometimes with Black Widow or the MI6 girl, you're making you're actually making her fighting style softer and more feminine mm-hmm. to make it more believable. So she's wrapping her legs around a guy's neck. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more gyrating his neck and stuff. And it's yeah. it, but it's it triggers associations that that comes with the territory. And you ought to know, like that's actually what I'm seeing, and my brain is learning. Right. I can't stop my brain from learning things. Well, and I don't know, not to be too graphic or too Freudian about all this, but one of the reasons that fighting in real life and certainly fighting as the semiotics of fighting in a movie or something like that is better left to men is because there is something assaultive and something penetrative about it, about just bludgeoning someone or stabbing someone or whatever it is. And you don't want to, when you transfer all those here, I'll just use the language of semiotics because it's easy. Hmm, uh, cool. When you transfer all those signifiers to female, it really uh, muddles the signal. Yeah, it does. That you're sending. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and secular people, uh, hoity-toity critics, primary among them, love that. Yeah, like, they, they love it that women skewer people with the sword. Mm-hmm. They just love it. Because they love to see God's creation order warped and bent and broken and to be able to spit in his face through this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Charlie's Theron, I'm looking at you. Yep. You're the tip of the spear, <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. If you want someone to make action heroines plausible and sympathetic, she's who better could you pick than Charlie's Theron? Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know that there is a better, single better. I, I think she is the greatest woman action hero furiosa is so well done and so plausibly done yeah everything about her is there's maybe one or two scenes where they show their hand a little bit Mm -hmm. where 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 max can't make the shot with the gun and she Mm -hmm. grabs it it feels like that feels like propaganda Mm -hmm. but most of that movie is so yep so beautiful in the way that it does its its propaganda and the way that it sets the pieces in place and and the things that it gives her to do she can drive you can yeah, you, you buy sure. you could buy the skill set that this character has for the most part. For the most part, you can. Yeah, and enough that when she when it goes when it becomes outrageous, what she's able to do, you're with it because yep. everything else has been so you've been brought along so effectively by a master filmmaker. Yeah, but then she did that thing which I never saw, I never will see, but it's called uh, oh that Atomic Blonde. Yeah, think, gross. Where she's she's working with the action guy from John Wick and doing the same kind of stuff. Yep. And that to me was just a, a bridge too far. Even just watching the trailers, I was just the like... The trailer has lesbian sex in it. Yeah. It had all kinds of stuff that was instantly like, what? Gross. Well, and also, there's one kind of vile in watching Carrie Ann Moss kick people spectacularly in mm-hmm. The Matrix, and you're never really worried for the character of Trinity or for Carrie Ann Moss. Sure. But there's another added grossness to it when you're actually seeing the woman take hits and get her face bloodied and get dirty and beaten down. And I just couldn't stomach it. And just even in watching the trailer, seeing the amount of damage that this character is taking, but also the amount of damage that Charlie's Theron's body must have had to take to get these spectacular scenes. Well, Nathan, let's not switch from talking about the world of the movies to real life. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is the other thing to remember about if Scarlett Johansson is doing a move in a movie me and Ben can sit here and talk about what it signifies when she has her legs wrapped around somebody. There was actually <sighs> some stuntman on set that they had to do 20 takes where she was on a wire and she got up and she wrapped her leg and he was supposed to act like it wasn't any big, just doing my job. 
Yeah, what was he supposed to tell his wife that night? How many marriages have been broken up because this is my day where I have to spend all day having Scarlett Johansson's legs wrapped around my face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you talk about this stuff too much and he's like, well, I guess I probably just... Don't need to watch any movies. Don't need to watch any movies. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag factory farmed meats, I guess. Oh, boy. But it is gross. Yeah. So... There you go. That's me and Ben's free association thoughts about <laughs> Captain America <laughs> being gay. <laughs> cool. Anything else to say about that? I don't that? think so. Oh, man. I just am so sad that <sighs> you don't have to respect it. That's the wrong way to talk about it. But there is something true about the gay culture of a past era where they were presenting themselves as transgressive. If you want to be this, then you need to come and transgress society and rebel with me. And you'll wear the clothes of rebellion and transgression. And everyone will understand just from looking at you that you are owning transgression and rebellion. That's, that's just that's part of what you do if you want to be part of this community. And there are kinds of sexual things that still have some of that, those associations, the BDSM community, things like that. Even to some, those things are being mainstreamed quickly, but they also, they, they do still have the uh, what would you say the stench of the transgressive to them Mm -hmm. and there's something about that that's good yeah they should own the transgressiveness of what they're doing even if they want to make the transgressiveness cool but there's something even worse about this new propaganda that says there's nothing transgressive about what we're doing actually there's transgressive about not liking or even wanting what we're doing right that's transgressive if you're the person who thinks that captain america wouldn't be gay then you're transgressing what's normal. That's just awful. (sighs) I wonder if there's a certain person who's actually protected these days. Actually, this is a totally random and perhaps completely crappy thought that I just had, but there's a certain person who's actually not fundamentally sexually perverse. What they are is fundamentally transgressive (laughs) and they just want to be on the out (laughs) an outlier. And I wonder if that I wonder if there's a certain person that the gay community has actually lost at this point. Because no. that person doesn't want to be associated with Captain America. <laughs> that is an interesting thought. I don't, I don't know whether that, you know, that one's free, folks. Uh, you can think <laughs> about it and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. But <laughs> I wanted to have an earring and <laughs> wear a leather jacket. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I really liked. And <laughs> you're saying I can't do that? I just have to act normal? <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> I mean... Have a wife and seven children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, really. <laughs> then you'll hate me. Everyone will hate me then. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if if that's not some of the weird fringes of the red pill movement and the ma- is the the people in in society who want to be transgressive are actually moving towards traditional values in a weird way. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. There you go, Captain America. Captain America. Bye. Bye. <laughs>